We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Will Perdue. I'm curious if it is full circle this year. Uh, your first answer about Pat Beverly, you said he's doing Billy Donovan's Billy work. What? Dirty work. Dirty work. What did I say? Billy, uh, Billy work. Billy work. Billy Donovan's dirty work. <laughs> Billy Club. Billy dirty work. Donovan's Billy work. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. He's uh, wrong. I'm a fool to do your... Billy work. Oh, yeah. Dirty work. What did I say? Billy, uh, Billy work. I don't want to do your... Billy work. No more. Billy Donovan does dirty work. No, Pat Beverly is doing Billy Donovan's dirty work. Yeah, but I call it Dirty Donovan's Billy work. Yes. <laughs> He's doing his Billy work. He's doing his Billy work. These are the same people who sort their garbage, jog with their dogs, and listen to Steely Dan. You know? You just like to take them out deep into the forest and disembowel them with a wooden cooking spoon. When you have a clock, it's not like... The discussion in football of like, well, should they swallow their flag for holding in the last two minutes of the game? <laughs> swallow their whistle. <laughs> swallow the whistle. <laughs> swallow the flag. Are we going to bring that back? Right? <laughs> the discussion in football. Of- Let's freeze it right about now. Go ahead and roll it. Well, should they swallow their flag? <laughs> nope. Hey, whatever. <laughs> what I mean, I guess it's the same. It is the same. It's just... It's the it's, same. It's hard. Well, the flag is... <laughs> yeah, the flag is not the the audible indicator right, of... Right, right. And the flag The flag's is, not in your mouth. The whistle already is. The flag you have to take out of your pocket and then remove the whistle from your mouth. <laughs> Bring the flag to your mouth All right. and swallow it. That's a lot of steps, man. <laughs> I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic show. One, one two... two. Three, and here, here we go, go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Best of both worlds. A replay of me sounding like an idiot, and we still get the Moby Ditka intro. We go to Indianapolis where our Bears reporter, Mark Grody, is stationed all week. He'll be joining us at 5 o'clock every day to report from the Combine on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Mark Grody, hello, sir. Hello, guys. It is so good to be at the NFL Combine where things are actually happening. It's been a while since there's been concrete things said real nfl people around and not just us speculating i gotta say it's pretty funny because things are not actually (laughs) happening they're not actually happening but they're talking about things that might happen and that qualifies i know what you mean i know what you mean groats i know you know what i mean and and to to further your nothing is happening motif there were no players that spoke today and nothing going on right. at Lucas Oil Stadium, which I am staring at right now from my hotel room. This is so a substantive report. Get... 
<laughs> the 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 players will start talking. As a matter of fact, the defensive line finally we will get to hear from and I will get to talk to guys like Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. You'll actually get to hear what they sound like tomorrow mm. and what they are saying. And you're damn right. We'll ask them about the bears and how they feel about that. So yeah, so tomorrow is a big day with the defensive line. The quarterbacks don't go until Friday wide receivers on Friday as well. So they're really staggering this thing at this point. So where are we starting with Ryan Poles in your mind? It was the biggest thing. Yeah, let's let's start with you know I, I, the all the Justin Fields stuff is still catching my ear at this point, and you know I, I started Ryan Poles off in that regard with it, I wanted to find out if there has been any changes in Poles' stance on Justin Fields, and that of course being you know about a month ago saying that you know he'd have to be blown away by one of those other prospects like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. You guys know all of the names. And so I circle back to, to Ryan Poles on that. And here is where he stands with his quarterback, Justin Fields, right now and how steady his gig is here. Ryan, what is your criteria for being blown away in terms of quarterbacks? Yeah, when you watch it over and over and go, wow, like this is like different. Um, but it's a collection of um, anticipation, uh, arm talent, arm strength, accuracy. It's its all of the categories that you look for in a quarterback. And then, like we talked about here, it's the person. You need to be a unique uh, human being to play this position in this league with this pressure and just to be able to keep coming game after game after game and also critique yourself and get better year after year. It's a huge checklist, but we'll go down that and just you know be sure we're doing the right thing. And that, that's jumping ahead a little bit. That wasn't the cut, but that that's obviously him. That was a follow-up that I had had about, you know, what what is, you keep talking about needing to be blown away, and that was the the answer to to that. Um, let me see. Hey, Tanny, try, try this one. I'll, I'll be a little bit more specific here. Um, ha, have you changed your stance on fields? That, that's the Ryan Poles cut we want to hear. No, nothing's changed there. I saw, you know, the the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other. You know, I think that's always been the case. We've always leaned that way because Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about where his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. you got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right decision. Um, what's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, We'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that, you know, he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. Can you tell us what that was like? No, it's just that there's going to be a lot of noise and I'm going to just know that I'm going to keep you up to date with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, I think that's important for him to kind of know what we're doing. You know, Mark, yesterday, basically the lead feeling around this place was what a great moment in the news cycle. So juicy. It's all going through the Bears. And then Ryan Poles today did a very nice job of letting that still be the case, keeping all the options open and maintaining their excellent spot in the news cycle here. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and he he put it perfectly. and He didn't really divert much from what he had said last time that, you know, hey, yes, J Justin, it feels like Justin Fields is their guy, but they're just getting going out here, man. I mean, they, they will be interviewing guys. They'll be watching guys. They'll be 
um, you know, sitting down, maybe going out with some guys who knows what the case may be. So they're going to, they're going to make sure. And and I, I would be, it would be fascinating if, if Ryan Poles left this combine at the end of the week and he's driving back to Chicago, back to Lake Forest and somebody has blown him away. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a, a young GM. And if Bryce Young or Stroud or any of these guys, you know, blows him out of the water, I, I just think that that would be absolutely fascinating. I don't think that that's going to happen at this point, but it still cannot be ruled out. And, yeah, I think he put everything that he said there put pretty well and said everything that he had he had to say. I feel like he wants to say Fields is the guy. You know, I feel like he's he's inching closer towards that, but he just can't say that at this point. Yeah, there's no reason to. He said he did say that it would be fine to trade down and that it would be in their best interest to trade down, but if there's a player up there, you gotta take, you know, but he I think he handled it perfectly. I think committed to Fields, I'm in touch with Fields, I've gotta study, I gotta do due diligence on these guys, and you know, uh I'll keep you posted through my actions, but not my words. Like I, I, I think he, I think he's open for business, and he's confident, and he knows that he's running this off season. Brody. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, and that, and that was a good start. It was a good start for him today, and you know we'll see how things progress and what things will perhaps slip out this week or in the in the coming weeks as we get closer to April. I thought that one thing that was interesting because the free agency is right around the corner, obviously March fifteenth. And if and, and Ryan Poles, as we all know, is is v- was very much OK talking about the concept, the potential of trading down. And he was even asked today uh, whether or not it's possible that that he would trade down before free agency. And I thought his answer was interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some scenarios um, that it might benefit us to move you know, before free agency you know, opens potentially. But again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction. Just because it would give you a clear view of, of what you need or, or how would it be beneficial? Uh, a clear view of what we need. Um, and there's scenarios where you could, you know, add players as well, potentially, um, which again gives you some clarity on what you want to do in the draft how and for agency. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier, the idea of like, okay, if that's actually true and he brought up the idea of a player – March 15th is free agency opening, so March 14th, it could be a uh, – that'd be very early, man. That is that is mm-hmm. very, very, very soon. What did you think, Grody? My, my head went to to uh, to Buckner, went to DeForest Buckner uh, with the Colts, and then they would not have to go out and sign a three technique. But did other players enter your mind as he was mentioning that? Yeah, you know, the, Buckner was one. The you know, I can't think of the guy's name on Washington. They actually just locked. They actually just gave him the franchise Durant tag. Durant today. Payne, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. That was a guy that I had had in my brain as well. But it, you know, in terms of like absolute, no doubt about it, three technique tackles on the defensive side that exist in mm-hmm. free agency. I mean, you, you, there's no killers out there. There's guys who would be very competent at it but nobody really like jumps off the page that's left in in free agency which is why tomorrow will be very interesting with the defensive line and all those guys that'll be talking so as we move through uh you know ryan poles speaking today what what else did you find meaningful a couple other things too one more thing that that does center on justin fields and 
the the number one overall pick. And listen to Ryan Poles very closely throughout this because he he does answer some a a critical question right at the the end of this cut that I'm going to play with with the question in there as well. There's been a lot of speculation about offers coming in for the number one pick. Have teams reached out potentially about Justin and you guys maybe moving on from him? Yeah, there's been a lot of um, different scenarios, and it's really just kind of starter conversations right now. So nothing specific about players, picks, and all that. It's just interest. Have teams asked if he's available, though? No, I haven't gotten that yet. Yeah, it's in, I'm glad you played that. He said he has not gotten anybody asking, hey, could we trade you for Justin Fields? I don't know if I buy that. But hey, I was going to say, do, do you guys? But, like, he, he's pretty convincing, but I, I could see a scenario where he was fibbing right there. That, that Yeah, of course. Is it a hurt from anybody? Come on. Well, Because, I mean, wouldn't it happen in the same conversation? Like, if Carolina called and said – Hey, let's work out a framework for, you know, what what are you thinking uh if you wanted yeah. to move down to 9? They'd be polls would be like, "Well, you know, I'm thinking uh a future 1 and 2, this year's 1 and 2. You know, it's far for me to move down." He's like, "All right, well what what are you thinking about if if it was Fields?" Like, "Oh, well, I'm not uh-huh. ready to discuss that yet." But, right. you know, like but we let's let's talk about the draft pick first. Let's get through the combine, then we can revisit that. Like I would think, the same teams that would be yeah. calling for one are at least also asking about Fields. And uh, speaking of Carolina, Texter brings up Brian Burns, the edge rusher in Carolina, as a possibility that might get thrown in his face, uh, but in uh, a trade possibility. He's great. He's great, and I think he's still only twenty five. So I mean, he, yeah, he's, I he's, say, an, he's an elite edge rusher. Ascending, young, all of that stuff. So that, yeah, that's a really good possibility. But yeah, I mean, the especially the the fields part. Well, he, we know he's been asked about the number one pick. He's had to have been asked about the number one pick. As far as and and I, I would oh, he, be, he has been asked about the number one uh, pick. It's, it's it's he was saying he hasn't been asked about fields, which seems hard. Well, to well, yeah, but it, it was the the question like included both parts. So I, I guess I'll go with the idea that yes, he had to have fielded questions about the number one. I think he's probably fielded questions about Justin Fields as well. J- just people tinkering around and saying, just for the hell of it, Ryan, what would it cost? So, and it probably does, it, it does polls no good mm-hmm. right now to talk about that, especially with Fields, because he, as you guys heard in the cut I played earlier, which I thought is, is pretty interesting, he's going to keep continue to keep Justin Fields up to date on everything that is going on just so he is not caught off guard hmm. by anything that the Bears decide to do with this draft pick or in the draft in general, I guess. Yeah, that sounds like a partnership <laughs> right right there. Um, yeah, I guess that's good. I guess that's a good thing. So yeah. it, it, I, I thought the stuff about the offensive line was some of the most interesting stuff that he offered uh, today, Groats. So it, 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 what, what did you what did you like? And, and give us some takeaways there. Yeah, I thought he was ready to answer the the offensive line question. I mean, I think you you disco- the Bears discovered some things last year. Braxton Jones, uh, they discovered Tevin Jenkins as as a guard. Um, those were really encouraging things right there, but the, we all know that there's a lot of cleanup that the offensive line still needs. And here's polls on that. Yeah, we're always, especially the O-line, we're always going to look to add. Um, that's a place, and we went through it this year, and I've talked about it before, you're starting five, like that's not going to be the group more than likely. 
at the very end of the season. So you got to be deep. Um, you got to be healthy. You got to be versatile. Guys can play inside and outside. So uh, we're comfortable, you know, with some of the guys that are there. We didn't get to see everybody in the in the proper position, uh, but. I think uh, that's a position we'll always look to add and improve, and we're going to add competition. I think that's the key is even the guys that are there that seem solidified, like there's going to be opportunity to create competition where they got to go and elevate their game just like everybody else, and we'll put the best five out there. Hmm. So who is somebody who seems solidified, mm-hmm. Grody, who yep. should not feel like they're solidified? After yeah, I'll tell you, I, I think it's Braxton Jones, honestly. Like, I, I think – you know, I think that if you you get a big time left tackle or right tackle for that matter, I think it would be it, like Braxton Jones had a good year last year because he played in every game. We know how much he struggled, especially early. And I, I can't say, right? I don't know about you guys. I can't look at Braxton Jones right now and just say, yeah, he's he's our left tackle going forward. There's you don't have to worry about that spot. So I do think like I, I do, it would be ideal if Braxton Jones was like, if you could afford to have him as depth and you're going to see a lot of these players that are on this roster right now who were featured last year because they had to be featured last year will probably fall into a more recognizable role. And I don't want to, you know, commit blasphemy by saying something about like, you know, Jack Sanborn, God forbid, you know, he sits on the bench, but it's guys like that guys that did perform well last year, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those guys are going to be starters this year. And I, Hey, I mean, I said, Braxton Jones, I still don't know what's going to happen with Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, you know, I think Tevin Jenkins will be around, but I, I still, what went down last year at the beginning of the year, I don't think sat well with either side, with Poles' side or with Tevin Jenkins' side, and maybe they just push it all away and say, hey, the, the guy turned out to be a revelation playing guard and leave him alone, he's going to be fine, or are they still thinking something differently about that position, about that guard spot? And then, you know, I think, they, I think they're down with Cody Whitehair. I think Cody Whitehair is safe. Um, we know that um, Sam Mustafer is <laughs> – there's a great case of a guy who will go back into a more comfortable backup role, but we've been saying that about him for the last two years. And what do they think of Lucas Patrick? I mean – Lucas Patrick had a bad year last year. Um, You know, the the injury played a part, but even when he wasn't injured, he was not playing well. So, and and I know that they invested him and he was one of the first people that they wanted to get in that locker room and they thought that he would be a stabilizer and the the, the absolute center on this team. I I, I don't know that he's guaranteed a spot. So there's all sorts of things that Ryan Poles has got to be thinking. And And this is where you can think about the fact that Ryan Poles does have an offensive line mentality, and he's probably going to have a little bit more perfectionism towards that spot every year. Yeah, and Mustafer, I mean, he, I don't think he's going to be on the team. He's so, a, Maybe not even on the team. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a restricted free agent, so I could easily see him just not being here anymore if they make more additions uh, to the team. Did, did Matt Eberflus say anything that mattered today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bad, Coach. Yeah. My, my bad. Yeah. Um, well, a couple. Of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he, there was about seven or eight. Yeah. To, throughout his press yeah. today. Um, I, I noticed that he when he was answering the questions about Justin Fields, he was more guarded than that of 
Ryan Poles, like where Poles would was quick to say, yeah, I love the guy, but we got to check out, we've got to do our due diligence. Well, Iberflus was he was asked. I think he was asked a question by an out of town reporter. Somebody to the effect of, "Is he going to be? Is he going to be your starter for every game this year?" And Matt Iberflus said, "We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out." So I was a little surprised by that, but that's just probably Flus being Flus and trying to stay guarded and in, in all the gamesmanship and all that. But um, I, I did think that there was one somewhat interesting cut from the Flus, and that was his part in all of that is going on here at Indianapolis and free agency and in the draft. Yeah, just like free agency, you know, I think I evaluated over 60 guys in free agency, you know, wrote reports on every one of them. So I'm going to do the same thing in the draft. You know, I want to get in there and, and know the players, uh, look at their tape, you know, study their season and have a good understanding. And then when Ryan and I have conversations, you know, we're, we're going to be on the same page when we pick. Yeah, just to get to know them, you know, get to see their leadership skills, you know, how they are as a teammate, uh, their FBI, their functional intelligence right there in the meeting to see how they think on their feet uh, during that 20 minutes that we get with them during this process. But, uh, yeah, that's what we want to do. We really want to work these guys and see where they are. Yeah. 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 I can't yeah. unhear the yes now. I, I know. Oh, I know. So, Did he say the so FBI? FBI, football well, intelligence. Yeah, I don't know what the B is, though. Yeah. I don't know what the – Ball? Yeah. I think it's ball. Oh, my God, these acronyms. It's the football boys' <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> football is one word. The ball is it's the ball, funny. and it's the most important thing. Yeah. The, be- the beauty of Flus is he says these things to us, assuming that we understand the lingo. Oh, you guys know FBI, right? <laughs> what? It's yeah. got an FBI. You got a hits, hits principle. Like he's just, he's walking around. And, and I like it. Like it, it forces us to, you know, think, you know, look things up and figure out exactly what the Flus is saying. There's, you know, there's got to be a Flus translation. I just Googled this. It's, it's very popular. Sean Payton has said it before. Tyron Matthew. Has uh, said it before. It's, uh, it's what have they said? FBI as football intelligence. So the B is ball. Yeah, <laughs> the B is definitely ball. The ball is the ball, and it's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> football intelligence, FBI. Yeah. The FBI has made its way to the NFL. Here's a Pat Kerwin book from 2015 where he talks about FBI. The football football wow. ball intelligence. Yeah, football 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 ball, ball, ball intelligence. intelligence. Got to got to have that FBI. You got to have it. It's your Mom's sport, Danny. Danny, I, that's your sport that you love. It's just not my coach, though. <laughs> I, I, There's I, a lot I, of I've coaches been who do it. Though. Skeptical of this guy from Amen. the moment I I know first moment it, I heard him. There's a lot of buckets out there. Um, <laughs> did anybody else say buckets today? Ryan Poles said it a couple times. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I think uh, I I did listen in on a, a few of the other. Um, pressers, and I do believe that's a pretty popular word with the buckets. The buckets, um, mm. yeah, yeah. Nick Cesario, the, the I should point that out. The Houston GM uh, spoke today, and of course, the Texans have the the number two overall pick. I could have sworn I heard Nick Cesario discussing buckets at some point in time, but I couldn't. Uh, he did not say anything about going after any of the quarterbacks or Justin Fields or trading with the Bears we couldn't get him to say anything like that did you have a did you have a rumor of the day like i you know they, these guys spoke early i don't know what you've been doing for the last 8 hours but <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you spoken to anybody? <laughs> heard anybody uh, just I was to myself i'm just curious <laughs> 
What the hell is that? You, you, gotta, no, you gotta report every day at five. I'd like to Mark, establish a I, bit. I, I don't know what you've been doing, but you, you brought yeah, us yeah, yeah, nothing. For the last for the last eight hours, is that what is that what you just said? All right, I mean, these I'm guys gonna... spoke early this morning, correct? Right, right, correct, <laughs> correct. And then I went on the. But I got to give you my whole day. Here. No, so no, then... no. So I'm just wondering, did you did you talk to anybody? Did Would you, you say what, it what, is what, a positive what, vibe? What, what's the rumor? Here? What's the innuendo? What 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 is Mark Grody hearing? Uh, he you know? rolled on Nick Casario or Cesario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Cesario stuff, the uh, Casario stuff, is that enough for you? No, there was no. I I know what you're talking about, Parco. Yeah, there, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was not a lot of really good chatter today. It's weird because when it's the coaches and the GMs, it's just there's not a lot of people there yet. You know, the lights aren't quite on yet. Gotcha. Um, you know, Radio Row is going. So as more people file in, and, and some of that stuff, too, is for later, too. Like there's there's some hotel lobby action that goes on. You can kind of go up to people and, you know, talk to who, talk to whoever you recognize. So some of that stuff will go down tonight, and hopefully there will be a few more uh, rumors and things like that tomorrow. All right, we can't wait for the Bears Nuggets I tomorrow. I know. Yeah, well, here's a few things. Uh, Ryan Poles did say that Eddie Jackson's foot is doing well, which he heard in week 12. And he, he seemed to be taken aback when somebody asked him if he was going to be with the Bears next year. He said, yeah, yeah, Eddie Jackson will be here. They love Eddie Jackson. I, yeah. I do wonder. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if, if they are in the back of their minds, they're thinking about maybe doing another deal with Eddie Jackson. But we, we shall see. They really like him. Uh, Poles uh, keeping mum about David Montgomery but still seems to to want him here. And as I told you guys, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, tomorrow. Woo! Good yes. stuff, man. Thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 5, Grody. All right, sounds good, guys. Talk and, to you later. Yeah, Mark, Bye. try to have a yeah. more productive next eight hours. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm not even going to go hang out with people. I'm just going to go be productive for eight hours. Just go be yes. productive and then get back to us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. It's not terrible advice. See you, Grody. <laughs> See you. Bye. I love that guy. I don't think. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? You're a bad dude. <laughs> you're a bad guy. Oh my! You God. made it seem like twice that you're expecting more from Mark Rody, and you're setting the standard of what his job needs to be. I'm sure he's doing plenty. He doesn't have to report to you or speaks or me or Tanny. He's literally so reporting to me. differently. So, all right, so, so I, I'll help you he out. He's reporting to Danny. He's reporting to Danny and the listeners. That is literally what he's doing. This is a nightmare sometimes. Uh, I, yeah, you're telling me. Uh, oh, my I God. Mean, the way you said it. Yeah. It's it's the way you said it. It's not what you said. So, uh, <laughs> having a rumor of the day. <laughs> you, got, uh, you got a rumor of the day or something? I don't know, know what you're I mean, doing for eight hours. Something. Ryan Paul spoke at what, 9 o'clock? What are you doing? All right, it's 5 p.m. <laughs> He's been in Indianapolis. Poles and Eberflew spoke in the 9 o'clock hour. And that's yep. all he got there for us? There have been eight hours since then. Every clip we just heard was in the 9 a.m. press conference, uh-huh. which is good because it's recycling for the audience that didn't hear that got out of the 9 to 5. Totally down with that. That's what it should have been. <laughs> I was curious if there was any non-audio things that transpired from when Matt Eberflus was done speaking uh-huh. till now. So do you, know, do you know how you say it? No. You know how you say it then? You say it like that. Not, I don't know what you've been doing for I the last eight say, hours. I said, what have you, what have you gotten? 
Oh, God. <laughs> like, But he made the choice to give us what he thought was the best of polls and a little bit and, of flu. Which is what we wanted. It was yes, good. It's it was what we good. wanted. But the last question is often, what, what nuggets do you got? Bears nuggets. So, so for this, it was like, hey, what rumors are you hearing? What, yeah. you what's been going on for the last eight sure. hours since these guys spoke? Right. I got a tone problem. <laughs> yes. <you laughs> I got a tone problem. You got a tone issue. I got a tone issue. Yeah, you need a little, a little toner. But I mean, you're like, oh, you expect him to be reporting. It's a Bears report. Uh, Mark, uh, what the hell have you been doing with yourself the last eight hours? We could have done this at 10. Just say, you no, know, we could have, but it was good. Okay. It was good. Are, are you sure it was good, Danny? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, Grody, don't be sorry. You know, I love you. It was good. Oh, God. I was just wondering what had been happening in the. It's rumor season. We're, we're having a day. Mark, you know, um, I, I, I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have not had a drink in five years. After th- after that, I think I'm heading out. <laughs> oh, oh, don't no. do it. Grody. Don't do it. <laughs> don't you say that. Don't put, don't put that on me. I you, love got you, on the, you got on the wagon with Grody and pushed him off yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. even want to joke about oh, that. Well, I should I should have done it earlier. I had eight hours to do it. Jesus. <laughs> One could argue that you're late to get that started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very, very possible. Yeah. You know, it, it, oh, our, texter, our, oh, our texter, no. Sean, is right. Today's show has been edgy. Started with me talking about um, inclusive places and casinos, and it just flowed into, like, combative questions uh, all day. So don't take it personally. It's just... Okay, so it's not just me. No. It's, it's everybody our, today. Your, okay. your question of are there positive vibes has really been the theme of the show. Yeah. Ah, okay, so we're really questioning the vibes today. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you don't know that because you haven't been listening because right. you've been busy no. reporting. So you just you caught a stray. Working. You caught a stray, and there's been a lot yes. of strays today. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not an active day today. After the after the flus and the polls, that's for it. you, for you, not that's an active it. day for you. No, well, right. I mean, I mean, I've been very busy, but. Yeah, no, no, you, right. You went to St. Elbows. You got some shrimp cocktail. We did a little workout, <laughs> oh, a little midday nap. I get oh, it. God. It's no, that's all still. Co- that's all still. That's all still to come tonight. Oh, Enjoy, baby. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. you're the yeah. best. Yeah. We, we got I, you. I, I know. Five o'clock every day this week, buddy. Can't wait. Looking, looking forward to it. Yep. All right. Just hey make guys. sure you do something tomorrow, so you have something to tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Grody, we gotta, we gotta take a break so Danny can text you and make sure everything's okay. I don't. <laughs> just don't start drinking again. If if I if I I, w- I would never do that. That was just an edgy joke that I just made there, Danny. No, no, don't flatter yourself. You're not gonna be the reason. <laughs> You're not gonna be the reason. You brought it up. <laughs> oh, I did. God. I did. I did. I like to freak people out sometimes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a crowd pleaser. That's good, clean yeah. humor. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how to put a guilt trip up. Guys, if I don't say it enough, I'm going to say it right now. Bears. Bears. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you, Mark. Whew. That really escalated quickly. Yeah. Rick killed a guy. <laughs> that <laughs> got a, out of hand. That was amazing. It has been an edgy show. Yeah. I, I, blame, I blame myself and Baccarat. <laughs> It's a lot of things going on. Um, We'll hear from some other GMs talking about some stuff that might impact the Bears and maybe answer some of your questions or not. Who knows? It's Parkinson speak on the score. Is there a positive vibe in here right now? Crowd starts to get into it. Snap back to Burrow. Going to throw right into the end zone for the touchdown. T. Higgins on Kendallville door. And the Bengals are within four.
Didn't take him long. One snap and a couple of seconds after the Logan Wilson interception. So it wasn't just Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus speaking today. The players get there tomorrow. The players will work out tomorrow. But other GMs around the league were talking. And because the Bears run the offseason, hmm. there's lots of things that these other GMs are saying that could be relevant and are relevant to Ryan Poles' offseason and the Bears here in Chicago. You tried to kill the T. Higgins dream um, the other day as part of a polls position. Yeah, I, I just, listen, I love T. Higgins. I love him coming out of college, and he's fantastic. Uh, I would love the Bears to have him. I don't think they're in a position to trade extreme draft capital and pay him yet because they have so, so many pieces away. But in a vacuum, sure, I'd love him to be on the Bears, but I don't think they're trading him to anybody. They're in their championship window, and it's such a premium position, and he's so good, and their whole team is built around being one of the best offenses in the league. Yep. And Burrow, I think, is going to take a creative contract, like Jamar Chase said. I don't think it's happening. And their director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, uh, who is the son of Bill Tobin, the nephew of Vince Tobin, now in charge in Cincy, I think he agrees with you. So he addressed it today. Uh, no, no. I'm not in the business of making other teams better. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better. And so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in, in my my opinion, you know, T. Higgins is a good piece for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the trade stuff is a little ridiculous right now. Yeah. Um, well, you're always sensitive to it. You're not uh, dependent on it, but you're sensitive to what's what's going on around the league and what other players are getting because they're going to be sensitive to, to the other deals that are getting done around the league. And we're always looking forward into what's coming up into the future. But, you know, our, our focus every year is to make the best team possible for this coming season you know we don't want to mortgage the future and and say in a year from now we're not going to be able to be competitive or two years from now we're not going to be able to be competitive you know we're not mortgaging the future but we're trying to make the best team possible for this this coming season man i, I, I love that. that's that's if you're a Bengal fan you're loving that if, if their ownership backs it up like if he's if you know, if he's writing checks that his owner's actually willing to cash, you know, and like do it, that would be unprecedented for the Bengals and it would be great. And they're just, it's a unique situation because they're all awesome and they're all on rookie deals. So like you could say like, this isn't just for this year. Yeah. This is for a five-year window of at least of all of those guys playing together. And if you get them all on board together, like, hey, let's all stay together. Let's do this right. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um the Texans won week 18 and slid from one to two. In theory, that should complicate things down in Houston. Nick Casario, their general manager, was asked about that in the context of what the Bears are going to do with the number one overall pick. Yeah, I think we're focused on the Texans. We're not necessarily worried about what other teams around us are doing. I mean, you're cognizant of that. But ultimately, you have to be prepared to pick wherever you're going to pick and then be prepared to pick whatever player. So... I'd say most teams, again, not to generalize here, but most teams, wherever they pick, you probably have three or four guys that you would feel comfortable taking. So if a team is in front of you and you're only talking about one player, well, that's going to leave two or three other players. So you're either comfortable with that group of players or you're not. So, again, you can't really get too caught up in what other teams are doing. You just try to make decisions that you feel are best for your team and your situation. That sounds like a guy who's at least trying to portray strength like – 
we're not going to just pay some premium to move up from two to one. I'm not going to be Ryan Pace era stupid. He's at least saying it, but if he does it, I don't think he will be boxed into a, hey, I thought you weren't going to be worried about that because he can just say, I got my guy. I got my guy, and I don't think I overpaid to get our guy. He separated himself in the evaluation process, and I mean. I saw a report out there that they might punt on quarterback this year, that they might not. And so I don't that know if strikes that means, me as crazy. I know if, if that means they would trade down and out and offer themselves offer themselves up, but they've got so many needs that you know they'd try to get in it for next year. Do they already have an extra first next year? I don't know from the from the trade. I don't think so. But but like I that would be a that would be very bold because you were the worst team this year. You ended up with the second pick. Mm-hmm. There's all these quarterbacks at the top. You badly need a quarterback. I feel like. If they traded down to just like roll the dice again for next year with Caleb Williams and that draft class, you're just you're running a huge risk there. That strikes me as a bad idea. Looks like they still have Cleveland's first next year. So they yeah. so they got so they still have Cleveland's first. So, okay. So, so they, they already have, have two firsts next year. They could get a good player and basically tank and get a better quarterback, but people are saying next year. Right. Yeah. So if they so right, if they took Will Anderson or Jalen Carter and feel like we'll be bad again. It's just a lot to put your fans through. That's a, I mean, they, they they were the worst team in football yep. all year until the last week of the season where they became the second worst team in football. Yeah. So to do it again and bank on not, you know, accidentally finding your way, new coach bump, whatever, uh-huh. into being a six-win team. Yes, you have the extra first-round pick. You could trade up, but teams aren't going to be trading out of the number one pick next year. And then Aaron Rodgers didn't do McAfee today. As far as I know. Yeah, no, we would have seen. Which is interesting. Uh, but his GM talked. Brian Gutekunst talked. And, and he mentioned where he is or is not at with Aaron Rodgers. Really no updates. You know, again, I think, uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet. So really, really no update. Um, but looking forward here to being an ND and, and, and look at these prospects and trying to help this football team. Who initiates when those conversations will take place with Aaron? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate. Uh, but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And um, you know once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. The, uh, you sat down there at the end of the season. I mean, what was that talk like after the last game? It was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that uh, that happened that uh, went right, went wrong, and um, just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward. After the season, when you had your press conference, I think it was 18, the first 18 questions were about Aaron or the quarterback position. Today, I think it's 22 with these <laughs> folks, and here we are talking about the same thing. Do you have fatigue about this in the offseason, the quarterback situation? No, I think it's, it's part of my job, you know, so, and this is obviously a big topic that uh, our fans and, and people want to know about, so it's, um, it really, you know, at the same time, certainly there'll be other discussions we'd love to have, but um, it, it doesn't fatigue me, it's just... Um, uh, it's been pretty constant for a long time now. As you go through the calculus of this decision, uh, the two factors of last season being disappointing and Jordan being, as in your words, ready to play, how much do those two things weigh into your decision-making? I think everything's a part of it. You know, um, I think we're constantly evaluating where we are as a football team and what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are daily conversations. So, um, again, um, we'll move forward and have conversations um, as we go, and, and there'll be a point obviously yeah you know here soon we're gonna have to make some decisions and move forward is jordan good 
how does uh, the, the waiting on the decision from mayor and how does it affect your process and kind of maybe delay you and how yes how do you um, kind of rationalize that? You know, it's really we're going forward as usual. You know, we've gone through our free agency meetings or our draft process. Um, so we're, we're you know continuing to move forward, evaluating and getting ready to build you know this football team and. Um, so really, I don't think it's um, it's really any different than, than any other year. Is this a hypothetical, or is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starting quarterback? Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Yeah, it's because they're running a football team, Aaron. Mm. He sounds like a man who is held hostage by his $60 million awesome quarterback. Yeah, it's completely and utterly held hostage, and I... I and having read the quote and then hearing the Jordan Love part at the end, there's definitely part of him that's like, all right, let's just go. I think the majority of him. I believe the reports that they're tired of him. Yeah, they're tired of him. We will put a bow on this thing. Parkinson Spiegel next on the score. Need to wrap. Need to wrap. All right, Bulls basketball coming your way. 6.30 in Toronto. How much of a believer are you, Speaks? They're a five-point underdog. Yeah, I'll take him to cover. We'll take him to cover. I'll take the Bulls to cover. I'll put some money on the FanDuel app as soon as the show's done. All right. You're a believer. I just, I still need to see more. I need to see him in a competitive game. Because these first two games, the, the Nets game, total outlier performance. That game made well, no this, sense. This one count. Raptors had a weird deadline. Lots of rumors. Yeah, no, no I mean, I, I, well, I mean, either of the previous, I mean, Washington is a team ahead of them the in the standings. Them, I'm just them. saying, like. How do they execute in a close game in the fourth quarter? Do they actually look look like a cohesive unit, or are they just playing in blowout games? But, hey, 2-0 in that 23-game stretch with uh, with Pat Beverly. Thank you to Mark Grody, who was fantastic today, as always, with his Bears reports. He will join us every day at 5 o'clock. Can't wait. Who else do we have tomorrow? We have someone else tomorrow, don't we? Uh, maybe Adam Johns. We're waiting on his schedule. Maybe Adam Johns tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to have Hub Arkish from the Combine later on in the week dave wanstead on thursday been listening has a lot of thoughts on some of the stuff going on out there as well thank you to kevin lapka twitch chat video stream thank you sir shane reardon our executive producer thank you sir chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day from matt spiegel i'm danny parkins we are parkinson spiegel this is the score i'm on it see ya we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.